Hello and welcome to Touchline from Casper Els and Mark Cameron. Hello, Mark. Hi, Cas. We talking some provincial rugby. First of all, the Toyota invitations against the Cheetahs. Um, then we're going to some Varsity Cup, the Varsity Cup final, and then the the Rainbow Cup. And then lastly, we'll go into the club rugby season that kicks off this coming weekend. So let's talk about the Toyota Invitation versus the uh, the Toyota Cheetahs game played on Saturday, where the Invitational side surprised the Cheetahs, beating them 43-35. Your take on that one, Mark? Well, firstly, I think it's a it was a great initiative by by Saru and the people sitting in the boardroom. Um, part of that was obviously to give the Cheetah players that haven't been playing in the in the Rainbow Cup the opportunity to stake a claim for Springbok selection. But what it also did was the Toyota Invitational side gave the fringe players in the franchises the opportunity to to play to play a little bit and and obviously showcase their stuff. What was interesting about the invitational side is there's a few uncapped provincial players or non-contracted provincial players that also played, and these guys were basically selected from a from a, a varsity cup from perspective. The varsity cup, and, and I mean, all of them, they were thrown together, and they had basically had a week to to prepare for this game, and one of the Voices that we had in the in studio before, Ricardo Lopesha was yes. one of the coaches with Donnie Mun. And uh, yeah, as you said, they, they surprised the Toyota Cheetahs. Um, but a game like that, you know, the, it could go either way, I suppose. A, t- a team that hasn't played together, you wouldn't expect them to win or to do well. Um, but they had everything to play for, I suppose. And the pressure was definitely on the Toyota Cheetahs because they are a franchise. And uh, everyone expected them to do well. And, yeah, proof is in the pudding. Proof is in the pudding. You're talking about the um, the players that were selected out of the, the Varsity Cup. But if you look at at the whole makeup of that side, um, except really for Johan de Toy that captained the side from the Stormers, um, all the other players are not your, your real number one provincial or, or super rugby players. It's, it's all the guys that's here... Um, sitting on the fringes, they there and they about, mm. and this side coming together a week before before the game, um, as you mentioned under Ricardo Lopesha and and his team, um, and to to put up a performance like this is is absolutely phenomenal. Well, you see, a lot of times it actually works because now these are fringe players that played for the Bulls or the Sharks or Eastern Province or whatever, and it's all fringe players that got an opportunity. So. For them, obviously, they haven't possibly haven't had much game time, um, but they obviously wanted to to let their coaches back at the franchises see, yes. listen, we can actually play, um, which which obviously gave them the opportunity to express themselves, and then as I said, the youngsters that aren't provincial players that have played out of the Shimlas or any of the other uh, varsity cup sides that that were represented there. I mean. They obviously would have wanted to stake a claim to say, yes. right, we would love a contract somewhere. So they had absolutely nothing to lose. But, um, you know, if you if you watch the game and you see how it flowed at more often than not, 
Yes. You wouldn't say that this was a team that was just thrown together. No, and, definitely and Heads up and, and well done to Ricardo Lopeshin and Don Yuman. I think they, they did very well. They've done very, very well. In talking about the, the Varsity Cup, um, the final was played between Ikees and, and Tucks. And I think everybody, myself included, would have better on the on the Ikees going through the Varsity Cup unbeaten, um, beating Tucks in the in the playoffs. And um, now Tucks come came back with a with a big forwards and and won that game. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, if you have a look at the way the the Varsity Cup played off, um, it's probably it is probably a surprise. Um, Ikes, Ikes obviously beat Tuckies in, in the round robin games as yes. well. Um, and the Ikes side is very well coached and, and a very good side. But, you know, it always goes back to your last game is, is the important one. And it's a final and whoever can handle the pressure better than the other team in that. Having said that, it was a close encounter um, for for most parts of it. And... Um, you know, well done to Tuckies. I mean, they've been there a few times. You know, when you look at Ikes, Ikes haven't played in the final four for a number of years. So I think the pressure on that on that side um, obviously took its toll as well. And uh, but Tuckies have been there and there about the last few years. So so they obviously absorbed the pressure better and and managed the game better. So um, but yeah, well done to Tuckies. And and you know, yet again. Um, it's part of the loftiest faith, faithful that is that site. So, I mean, the Pretoria-based franchises and universities and that are, are doing very well. So, well done to them. Home field advantage, always a, a factor. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, one, one can look at, at various things. And obviously, it played under strict COVID rules and there's no spectators and, and so forth. But... I think the build-up to it, um, Tukis had to work hard to to get into the final. Um, you know, Ikes were basically assured of a place being undefeated, yes. and I think therein lies the the difference. Is it's the pressure that that was a part of a final that's fitting to a final, and um, you know, let's put it down to pressure. I said, I suppose pressure. They maintained and and managed their their game better and were up for it on on, on the day and. You know, from Ike's point of view, they've done so well being undefeated throughout the tournament. Um, they would obviously have gone through a phase where they were put under pressure by Tukis now and out of their comfort zone and that. And then, you know, on the day, Tukis obviously was the better side. They were. But I think Tukis also, with their defence in the second half, for a, a big portion of the second half, they didn't score um, and they they just defended where Ikes just came at them, and they managed to hold them out. Yeah, yeah, and and obviously that's what they say more often than not: this defense wins games. Yes. And um, you know, Ikes obviously threw the kitchen zinc at them, and and they stood their man, and you know, passion and and whatever they play for, obviously came to the fore, and they managed to win it. You know, so it was a it was a probably a fitting. A fitting final in in well, Marty's might question that what I'm going to say now, but <laughs> two of your better sides, put it that way, probably played in the final. And I feel for Aikis; um, they had such a good tournament um, 
you stumble in the last hurdle, but that's what it's about. That's rugby. Whoever pitches on the day is the one that's going to that's going to lift the trophy. And unfortunately for Aikis, it was Tuckies. Well, it's the same what England could say about the the last World Cup as well. Correct. But we breezed through that one. We breezed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you. Yeah. Look, and it, as I said, a final is a final. You can't you can't go back on previous games or whatever. Although mm. from a from a emotional point of view and a and a trust point of view and your mate next to you and belief point of view, I mean, it 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 it, it, it takes a lot to go into a final knowing you've had the number. But I mean, a, a quality side like Turkey's would obviously back themselves to to win it. They've been there on how many occasions in the past. They know how yeah. to win. Uh, they know how to win big games. And uh, yeah, um, this past Monday was was no different to that. And and well done to them. So thoroughly deserved. I, as I said, I just feel I feel for Aikis because they they played very very well throughout the yeah. tournament and to stumble in the last hurdle which is a learning curve for them. I mean, they haven't been in the final, I think, for six or seven years, whatever it was. Um, but they'll be back. They they are quality they outfit, so good young coaching staff. Um, so they'll definitely be back. Well done to both those sides. And Tux, congratulations on the win. Definitely. Rainbow Cup SA. The log at the moment, Bulls, 15 points. Stormers and Sharks, uh, second and third at 11 points. And the Lions at eight. Um, I see Nick Mallet said there's quite a few permutations here. The Bulls losing against the, the Stormers this coming weekend. And the Sharks maybe beating the Lions could show a different picture here after this coming weekend. Your thoughts on the Rainbow Cup? Yeah, it was it was a lull this weekend. It went by because there was no <laughs> Rainbow Cup in South Africa. But... Um, you know, having said that, uh, there are there are a few permutations, as you said. Um, you know, the thing is for the Sharks, the Sharks lost two on the trot. Yes. So when they play um, the Lions on the on the weekend at Ellis Park, um, it's never easy. The Lions have now got a win behind them as well, so yes. they know. So then they'll be on the up. The Sharks are under pressure not to lose three on the trot. But, I mean, the Sharks is a good outfit as well. So, um, you know, the, the permutations are there, but, I mean, don't don't take it away from the Lions, although they're on eight points and lying bottom of the log. If they win their next two games and, let's say, the Stormers and the Sharks lose, then they're right up there again. Yes. So um, it's all to play for, but I can tell you the game at, at uh, I think they're playing at Loftus, where the Bulls yes. play the Stormers. Um, Friday night. Yeah, to beat the Bulls at home isn't going to be easy. However, that's what we said about the Sharks as well last weekend against the Stormers. Um, the Sharks haven't lost at home for quite a while, and the yes. Stormers came and upset everything, you know. So well, it's the same as the Stormers losing two on the trot down in Cape Town. Correct. So you know the Bulls, the Bulls have to bounce back as well now, and I'm sure they would. Jake yes. White is a is a very clever coach as well, and uh, you know to catch them twice in a row to for a defeat is is very difficult. Um, but from a Sharks' point of view, it would be great if the Bulls lose and the Sharks win. You know, so then we're back up there again. Yes. But ultimately, and this is what the Rainbow Cup is about, as well as our preparations for the Lions series. And yes, yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a a tussle at the end of the day because so many 
players have put up their hands. The box have gone into odd training camp already and that. And there's so many youngsters still putting up their hands. And that's exactly what the Rainbow Cup SA has done for us. It's the only preparation we basically have going into the line series. So there's only two or three or more rounds left of the of the Rainbow Cup SA. And uh, as we said, technically, if you look at the log as it stands, there's three teams in it. It's not a one-sided affair. Yes. So um, exciting times. Which bodes well for South African rugby. Yes, no, definitely. You know, so um, we we definitely on a on a good wicket. Um, if I can bring in cricket terms. Um, I don't think there's many alarm bells barring the odd injury that might might take place from a Springbok point of view now. But going back to the Rainbow Cup, um, there's, like with a, a Toyota Invitational side playing against the Toyota Cheetahs, there's so much at stake for the players because they still yes. want to play. The, I speak under correction, I think the Springbok side will be announced in about a week's time, if I'm not mistaken. Or Isn't this it this weekend. Saturday? Yeah. yeah, this Saturday. So, I, I would believe that Friday and Saturday's games, you still have the last second to sneak in the back door, you know. So if a, if the coaching staff wasn't sure, this is your time to do it. So I think this weekend's rounds are going to be quite interesting in that. And then just to go to the Springbok announcement, I can't wait for that. Yeah, I can't wait to see who they're going to play against this big Lions forwards. It would be quite interesting. Then the big one, Club Rugby, after President Cyril Ramaphosa's speech on Sunday, is definitely going ahead as planned. We're starting the league year in, in the Durban or KwaZulu-Natal area um, with the Premier, Premier Clubs and the Premier League starting. Um, this weekend sees... College Rovers playing UKZN Peter Maritzburg on Saturday. Uh, SA Home Loans Durban Collegians playing a Mums and Toti Rugby Club. Uh, Fox um, Crusaders playing Varsity College. Your thoughts on these games, Mark? Well, firstly, um, you know, if you, if you just base it on the Flyer Tournament that passed, um, I think there's lots of excitement based on that specific tournament going into the start of of Premiership Rugby for the simple reason that I won't say it's an upset. Uh, a, a team like Vox Crusaders worked hard over the past few few seasons to, to be one of the teams to be reckoned with this year. So obviously they won the Flyer Tournament. Yes. Um, in saying that, they beat Varsity College in the in the final of the Flyer Tournament. Yes. So that game in itself is um, going to be quite a tussle because obviously Varsity College would want to turn and turn that defeat into they a victory. They want to redeem themselves. And the Vox Crusaders would want to say, "Well, it wasn't the flyby. We are, yeah." <laughs> Having said that, um, I'm not too sure if that game is going to continue because obviously uh, COVID played its played its say in the in the in the final and and both teams or both clubs had to go into isolation um but i do believe if i hear one or two of those clubs they are keen to play so not sure if that's going to take place but it would have to play out somewhere along the line but that's going to be an interesting one because obviously as we yes. just said they played in the final um when you look at rovers 
hosting UKZM Impi, which would also be quite a quite an interesting one because College Rovers, as we know, obviously didn't make it into the final of the of the flyer, and uh, UKZM Impi, um, many of their players played in the Varsity Shield, so one doesn't really know what to look at in that specific game, but knowing College Rovers, um, they would probably be the victors in, in that specific one. And then, yeah, ourselves, Mamsam Toti playing away to, to SA Home Loans in uh, Durban Collegians in Durban. Interesting one in, in itself as well. Looking forward to, to that tussle and, and, and getting our league, league off, to a, off to a decent start. Yes, and then the only side not playing this weekend in the Premier League is Richards Bay. Um, they're only coming in in the second round, which is the 12th of June, which sees Varsity College playing SA Home Loans Collegians, Durban Collegians um, at Varsity College. Amams um, and Toti Rugby Club seeing Vox Crusaders playing in Amams and Toti, and then Richards Bay playing College Rovers in Richards Bay. Second yeah. round. I'm smiling. Uh, obviously, the listeners can't see that, but I'm smiling because, um, and the only reason why I'm smiling is you introducing Richards Bay into this. And Magnus and his charges would also be smiling because traditionally, uh, Richards Bay are a different kettle of fish at home. That would be their first Tough round. Not to yeah, definitely. Um, that would be their first league fixture. And obviously they're hosting it. And to travel to Richards Bay is never easy. Um, Richards Bay at home have beaten many, many of the of the top sides before. So that one is going to be a tough one. And obviously Derek Heiberg, he will have his charges fired up for that specific one, knowing that playing Richards Bay at home is, is a tough nut to crack. So then obviously we'll be hosting Fox Crusaders, Possibility that we might be hosting them on the on the Friday evening yes. and not the Saturday, and then Varsity College and Home Loans. So and uh, sorry, uh, SA Home Loans Durban Collegians. That in itself is also going to be a good one because they too played in the Flyer tournament. You know, so one obviously lost and the other one won, and they would want to redeem themselves as well and and get their season at least off to a good start two weeks in a row. As I said, that might also be the first league game for Varsity College, just depending on whether they'll be playing this coming weekend. Yes. Um, yeah, so it's all interesting, and, and it's just magic to be back. You know, if, if we listen to the president and going back into level two, we were very not sure whether we're obviously going to have Gonna, the league. Yes. But sorry, we have now confirmed that, that we're playing. Um, you know, KZN is still fortunate enough from a COVID point of view that the third wave hasn't really hit us. Yes. Um, and those are the ones that you get in Gauteng and the Free State at the moment. So while while we can play and the players are up to it, um, hopefully we can we can finish the season. So looking forward to it. Yeah. Just, just something that's a bit concerning is if you look at the depth of all the clubs um, and, and, and the players not really coming to the fore, and I think it's also a lot to do with the uncertainty of whether we're going to play or not going to play. Um, it seems like all the clubs basically struggle to get their their best players out on the field. Yeah, look, I've I've heard from the art coaching staff that that is how it is. I mean, I can only speak from from us because yeah. 
truth be told, that's how it is. Um, you know, from a Toti Rugby Club point of view, it's exactly what you're saying. Um, up until the president speaking, um, players were very reluctant to come to training, knowing that the third wave is on its way. I mean, even after he spoke, we got phone calls to say, OK, but now third wave is on its way. We don't know whether we want to come back and that. So there's still players that are in the same mindset mindset to say no. Um, and one has to respect that. You yes. know, Unfortunately, we're not a professional outfit and there's no, no, no money being thrown around and to keep them honest and coming to training and, and, and so forth. So the next couple of weeks will will obviously pan out the way that it needs to be panning out. And, uh, yeah, we we just hope for the best. And, and when I say that, I'm not talking scoreline. I'm talking COVID specifically. Yes. I mean, we've had many cases across the country where, where some clubs played and they had the number of players testing positive and um, so forth. And we'll allude to that maybe a little bit later um, where the odd player got sick and, and so forth. But... And hopefully, within our space, we can we can actually control that, and and players could be safe, and obviously we can continue with this. Yeah, talking about about the COVID, I mean, we we've seen schoolboy rugby being halted completely. Actually, sports uh, school in sports general. in general yeah. being halted because of COVID cases and and the worry that there might be infections. So far, so if I can just add on to that, so. When that came out, I think it was last week, Tuesday, if I'm not yes. mistaken, when that uh, notice came out, at that stage, school sport could still continue with training, although non-contact, so no balls, no yes. shields, rugby specific now. Um, most schools have now stopped that as well, so there's absolutely no training happening, whether it's fitness or whatever, it's just not on. So we are in a very fortunate position where Saru has said, that rugby can continue. Yes. Um, and as I said, I mean, we haven't, we've been deprived from rugby for how long? Um, and it's an honor and a privilege to play the sport and to be part of the coaching setup and that. And, and we can just hope and pray that it continues. But more importantly, more important than rugby, that our players are safe yes. and their families are safe. I mean, otherwise, it's senseless continuing. You know, it's, it's, it's not worth losing someone because of that. So, May this continue for a while. Yeah. And we need to appeal to everybody to to abide by the rules in no spectators. Um, the players are supposed to be or have to go into the bio bubble when they play. And if we all just abide by the rules and play the game fair, then I'm sure that it will continue throughout the season. Yeah, and, and I must say, if you if you look at preseason, if if I'm talking KZN specific now because we're part of that. So if you look at the way preseason has panned out with our bio bubbles that we played in and, yes. and touch wood, I mean, we've, we've been successful in that and fortunate that we haven't really had positive cases. Yes. Um, then I can't see why it cannot continue in the league. Having said that, though, you know, other than the bio bubble, you come into contact with someone, unfortunately you test positive and that. But we've been very fortunate. I mean, we've had clubs in general now, we've had about four weeks of preseason matches yes. and that. And, you know, um, we've we've really been blessed in the in Only the one that case that I correct. know about in all the clubs and all the games yeah. that's been played in KZN has only been one 
one positive case. Hundred percent. And and you know from that point fortunate. of view, we're fortunate. And then you know then you go okay, it's fine. Um, you know let's let's just hope starting the league now because now all the clubs are playing at the same time. Yes, it's still yes. without spectators and it's still limited to so many people and so on and so forth. And uh, may the players and coaching staff and and committee members and whoever else is there. Um, be safe at all times. Then to conclude our talk to today um, on a very sad note, talking about positive cases um, after the games of the previous weekend, not the last weekend, we unfortunately heard the sad news that uh, Nachel Ninova, a Nachel Niemand that played for Mums and Toti, as well as for Ruderpoort Rugby Club, um, passed away. Um, from what I could gather, it's also because of COVID-related um, complications. So our condolences to Nachal's family and friends and uh, all his rugby um, friends and rugby family out there as well. Um, I was fortunate enough to, to coach Nachal in 2018, um, a brilliant, brilliant rugby player, uh, a very brilliant human being as well. So once again, um, Nahal, rest in peace. Yeah, uh, it's it's really sad news. You know, when when it's close to you, it really eats home. It does. Um, you know, we were also fortunate enough to have a minute silence. Yes. For him on Saturday before our games kicked off, um, but. You know, if you if you look at social media and you read all the positive things that came out of Ruderpoort Rugby Club, yes, uh, unfortunately, is one that passed that passed now because of COVID. But there were a number of players in the Ruderpoort side that was actually tested positive the week before that, um, after the game, and unfortunately, Nachal succumbed um, from the COVID pandemic. Um, and it's and it's it's really sad, you know. It's never it's never nice to lose someone. He was he was playing first side for for Red Red Red, and yes. I think at age thirty six. Yes. So it shows you that um, doesn't matter how fit you are, doesn't matter what it is. If it's if it's if it hits you, it's a serious serious uh, sickness or illness to to have. And yet again. We ask that people look after themselves, sanitize, yes. and wear your mask. And and you know it sounds it sounds crazy because you play the game without a mask, and then you have to walk off the field and you have to put on your mask. And we're not obviously saying that that's what happened and they didn't do that. So that's not what we're saying. But uh, definitely we need to take care and look after ourselves because if we look after ourselves, the people next to us would be safer. Um, but really, uh, it's condolences to his family and to his family and friends at Toti Rugby Club and Ruderburg Rugby Club. Uh, our thoughts are definitely with you. Yeah, definitely. So once again, we just want to appeal to everybody. Um, Nachal's um, untimely death has just proven how fatal it can be and, and how quickly the sport can be, be halted again um, if we not all abide by the rules. And that then will conclude our talk for today. Mark, thank you very much again for your input, your insight. Appreciate. Thanks, Gus. Always nice being in studio, chatting about rugby and not the, the sad and negative part, but all the positive things that, that rugby offers us. 
And then just thanks to our listeners for continually tuning in. Um, it would be nice to, to like our pages and support us and continue maybe giving suggestions as to what you want to hear and, and the flavor of the show and so forth. So because we are obviously talking talking rugby and giving back to, to all the listeners and obviously it's only opinion based so um, we talk on yes. what we feel and what we think might or not always be correct or something that the listeners might want to hear or think we're talking but that's only our opinion but always nice to be in studio always nice talking rugby and uh, yeah have a blessed week thanks thank you very much for tuning in to Touchline from myself Casper Els and Mark Cameron have a blessed rugby week